You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's turn after show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's turn after show. We have to wait for the hush every single week. <laughs> hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to AfterBuzz TV, your one and only spot for after-show entertainment. We're here to talk about Turn, episode number seven. I'm gonna screw this up. I know it. Mercy, moment, murder, measure. <laughs> Say that five times you got fast. It. Mercy, moment, murder, murder. Yep, can't do it. Got M to the fourth. M to the fourth. M squared. M cubed. I'm your host, Captain Ryan Hooks. We have an amazing panel today. There's so many people in this room. It's exciting and, and wonderful. So let's let's meet everybody, shall we? Uh, to my left, Captain Joyce. Hello. Has returned from the pickle jar again. Feels good to be out. <laughs> Across the table, looking good as always, Lieutenant Megan Salinas. Hey there, agents. General Kristen Carroll. Hey, guys. And we're excited. We've got special guests today. They love Yay. us. We love them even more. First off, Ian Khan. Hello. Woo. But for hey, here and henceforth to be Colonel Ian Khan. Okay. Also known as General Washington. Also known as General Washington on turn. And last but certainly not least, the birthday girl, Amy Gumnick. Hello. So I searched for a long time for a name for you and your rank. Um, You are now, and here henceforth, specialist. Amy Gumnick. Yes. Oh. Yes. Can yes. I use that in life? You may. Yes. <laughs> Official stuff. That can be your new Twitter handle, specialist. You could add it on your resume. <laughs> <laughs> Correct people when I walk in. For it's so it. funny oh, that actually specialist. Looking looking you up like for Philomena, like at first it was just like actress, and then it was Philomena, and then you had like three different names up at one point on IMDb Pro for turn because. She's a master of disguise. (laughs) um, My favorite thing that they call her is the honeypot. Yeah. Never been called the honeypot before. I mean, it was on the internet, so you put it there. There's a picture of you with honeypot definition. It's a real thing now. It's a real thing now. You are specialist or honeypot, one of the two. We're in. Mm. Well, this is great. Let's talk about turn. You guys ready? Great. Let's do this. All right, so we've got seven episodes under our belt here, and we're getting into the intensity, if you will. So, what did you guys think this week? Megan? This was probably my favorite episode so far. Like, I was biting my nails, like, the entire episode. Like, every scene was really suspenseful. And all the lighting on, like, on in the cinematography and everything like that was really good. I loved how they played with light and shadows. And just everything built up. And I think, finally, we, we see a bunch of stuff that's been building all season come to a head. And it was it was just fantastic. I really liked it. I'm so nervous for Caleb right now. <laughs> like, they, they just got him on a horse, and then they just, they didn't go back to it. So I was just like, oh, we don't hear about him that much in history books. Like, is that a <laughs> Well, here's what I know. All great men in history have beards that do great things. And since Caleb has an epic beard, I think he'll be just fine. I don't recall There'll reading that anywhere. Hey, George Washington over here has a beard. Yes, he Abraham does. Lincoln abolished slavery. 
had a beard. <laughs> Caleb Brewster, saving the day, has a beard. Well, George Washington didn't have a beard. <laughs> but Ian Conn has, has a beard. Now. Yeah, true, and therefore, yeah. George Washington, for henceforth, has a beard. No, no, no. <laughs> nope. But I have Just a And you have a beard. And one. it looks great it's on good you. good enough. Yes. George, what do you think? Um, I I thought this was my favorite episode too. I agree with Megan, and I also think there was so much character development in this one. It was really cool to see a lot of the characters grow. Like I, I liked seeing Mary, for example, just progress. Her character was so different from you know last week and the week before. So yeah, no, was she was one. so much more outspoken this time. She was. Like I was really surprised. I was taken aback too. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, my we're not gosh. used to seeing her like that. So yeah. that's something that's new to us. We saw a little taste of it when she confronted Anna. But then it's so funny that she's just like, I'm okay with you guys having an affair. And then as soon as she hears that that might have happened, <laughs> she's like, maybe I'm not. Can we bring her husband back? I actually wrote that down. I put, why is she upset? Yeah. Yeah. Because two weeks ago she said, hey, it's fine as maybe long as you were don't talk about, about it. it. That's what I was Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah. But now Baker it, it sucks out. because it is the complete opposite of what she wanted. Now the entire, like, the, all the important people in town know what happened. And I mean, there know, she has reason to be yeah. upset. But, yeah, before all that, that was kind of Well, that and Anna denied it. She's like, nothing is going on between us. And well, I think Mary believed her. Um, but now, yeah, well, of course there wasn't anything at the time. But now it doesn't seem that way. Now it seems like Anna was lying to yeah, her. Yeah, if you were Mary, you'd be like, well, this B-word just lied to me. <laughs> I need some right. testosterone. Couch, what do you think about this? <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought it was a it was a very uh, very exciting episode, and the uh, you know there's so many wonderful actors on this show that um, uh, Sammy Rukin and Jamie Bell, Danielle Henshaw, and Seth Newmark. I mean, all of them did such fantastic work and seemed to do fantastic work week to week and it's uh it's a it was real it was really fun to watch with you guys too yeah and, uh, we're, we're kind of fun yeah no you were great and it was and sort of on the on the big screen like that it was it was very enjoyable i, I really blame the, the cookies i'm on a sugar high a little bit perfect <laughs> we're, we're buzzing birthday sugar treats we have, yeah. yeah so i'm gonna have to actually disagree with you guys this week i actually thought last week's episode was my favorite to this date mm-hmm. um i thought that there was a lot of character of them i'll agree with that but i thought it was limited to only a certain few characters. Because I wanted to see more about what's going on on the war front. And I wanted to see more of that end. I want to see more with, uh, you know, JJ's character, our good friend John Andre. Yeah. And so, like, I felt like there was <laughs> Me- a very... I'm surprised Ew. Megan, like, yeah. <laughs> there, was, there, was, there was a very narrow focus this week of topics, which I think is good. But since they've, over the past weeks, given us so many episodes with such large character focus, and, like, I almost felt cheated this week. Oh, I could see that. I'm not saying it wasn't a good episode. I'm just saying. I disagree. They've been doing that all season, though. They focus more on one set of characters and the progression of their story. And then they go back. And, you know, those uh, characters that you didn't get to see last week, well, now we're back in Satake. And that's the way it goes. It pings-pongs back and forth. Ping-ponging a little bit. Mm -hmm. I I still can't. I I think my favorite episode so far, I'm not sure if it was this one or the last one, but... um, I'm still. I feel like all of it does so intertwine so much that I just like everything. I just <laughs> like the story. <laughs> yeah, I just kind of like that's how I think. You know, really attributes to like the storytelling is because 
you know, I can remember everything that happened, but in a specific episode um, on its own, I don't no, know. There's just mo- one there's story. moments, yeah. yeah, that I liked, but um, I thought it was very cool, and we got to see a little bit of that. Even though it was kind of creepy, but the romantic side of Simcoe. Yeah, right. how interesting was that talking to Samuel Rogan last week and actually, um, you know, getting some history behind this character and actually finding out that he was a poet, that mm-hmm. he wrote poetry and that he was possibly in love with a local woman. You know, it puts a different perspective on this character. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm actually glad that the couch is here because... They have my. You guys are the couch. We okay. are. The couch. And you, you know the couch because my two favorite scenes for the entire season have been your guys' scenes. You're just yeah. Amy. You're your scene when you were so getting beat. No, hold on. Don't don't act like when you when she was pretending to get beat and she's in there playing cards that we are obs rolling. We were cheering. We were laughing out loud because it was so funny. And we got so excited when we saw your face on the screen as, as General Washington. Yes. I was like, yes, finally. That's my, I think last we week. literally cheered. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I, I love last week when I think we're all like America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was the, I think, the most intense scene when, when George Washington and Ben Talmadge yeah. last week were yeah. the standoff. And he's like, I don't trust you and you don't trust me. And this is why this isn't going to work. Yeah, it's uh, uh, first off that I I had said to you earlier how much Thank I love you. that scene. Yeah, that <laughs> right, it really is. So uh, way, I had way too much fun filming that episode. <laughs> that was really great, uh, and playing uh, last week's episode of, that I get to be a part of um, was uh, immense fun to 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 film because I'm working with such wonderful actors, Michael Gaston and um, Stephen Root and Seth, and we really get to develop the character and, and introduce him. And they really, I think they did a very nice job of, of, uh, introducing the character. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad I, I, I have to say watching, uh, Sam tonight, that, that dual scene with those guys, with Jamie and with Sam, that was great. I mean, that was, that was uh, tight. And that was, I was like, I, I literally thought to myself, <laughs> I I know I saw Jamie when I was back there. <laughs> he whispered that to me. I did. I was like, I, saw him in episode nine. I was like, <laughs> I saw Jamie and he was shooting, so I don't think he's gonna get shot. <laughs> but it really looked like it was like you just you just missed big man. Mm-hmm. Yep. We, we can't kill off any major characters yet. It's no, too early. No. Oh my gosh. Yeah, there's at least three more episodes for yeah. that happen. But Simcoe was saying like I could cripple you, and I was just like, ah, oh, no. I was actually hoping <laughs> to shoot him in the knee. No worse. Starts walking with a limp and her has a cane or something. I mean, they could have gone that route, you know, shoot him somewhere else. Okay. So even though we we kind of suspect that he's going to live, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to walk away with no it consequences. Won't be easy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have to true. say, as a um, dancer growing up, as soon as they said well, we're going to have, we might, I might cripple you. I was like, Billy Elliot, he has to dance! I love Billy Elliot. <laughs> that was so sad. I was seeing his like ballet career flash before my eyes. He's no, no, no longer jumping Trump. in the air. <laughs> yeah. Alright, let's talk about the episode, now that we've talked about the fun. You guys yeah. ready? I'm, I'm a buzzkill, I'm sorry. Alright, so uh, yeah. the episode started off this week with Rogers showing up, uh, taking a skiff out to the uh, big boat, the Jersey, and he's out on this mission looking for Sam Talmadge. Because he's he's on a mission. He's been four months searching for mm-hmm. these people that killed his one soldier and basically screwed him over. And it's been a taunt back and forth with him and Ben Talmadge. So he gets on the ship. He's with Jordan, our new friend. And he's searching for Sam Talmadge. But he can't find Sam. Sam is dead, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But he has a friend. So I know I heard you guys say it when we were watching it. But did anyone see that that was Sila? 
No. 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 None, of, so none of us knew. I did not even I recognize think, him. I was thinking, I was like, oh, okay, here's a new character. Yeah. And we'll, we'll learn more about him and his relationship with other people in Sitaka. And then it's, they start calling him Sila Strong. And I was like, that's Sila? Like, that's where he's been this whole time? He looks so different. Yeah. Well, do you guys remember, did he have, like, really long hair? Previously, no. well, he's no. been in jail for four months. No. But it's not—it's not long enough that his he hair. Have, he was in the very least, list, maybe it was in know? a ponytail. Or yeah, something. that's. I mean, for his hair to be that long, it had to have been long yeah. in the episode. Yeah. Well, it was—it was uh, four months since he was put in jail. So, I mean, I think a lot of guys can grow the beard. Yeah, the beard I can believe. <laughs> I can believe a beard that big in four months. I don't know. I, I can. I, I've met guys who can grow like st- like hair like really fast. So it's like they'll shave one day, the next day you're like, didn't didn't you just shave yesterday? How long does it take for your guys' hair to grow that that long? I just usually trim mine like two or three times a week to make it short. So yeah, that's just, I I don't I don't shave I I've just given up shaving like altogether because it just bothers me. So mm-hmm. and I like having a beard. Leave it to Ryan to loop every conversation back around a beard. Every show, every show I do, we have to talk about beards at least once an episode. That's just my it's a rule. Point of pride. I yeah. did like that it was somebody that we already knew, though. Right. Because it, it put a different twist on on his character as well. Because he's kind of helping Robert and Rogers. I, in I order think to it get gives home. us an immediate like seriousness because we know his relationship back to the town, and we know that he's going to be able to find the people that they're looking for. So I, I think good. Oh, so yeah, I don't know if I missed it, but does uh, Richard know that Sela's on the ship? I don't think anyone else knows yeah. that Ri- that Sela is being removed from the ship, other than Rogers, because he's got you know the orders. Right. And as a prisoner, it's not somebody you know. He's not in the army or anything, so it's uh, or military of any sort. So it's not somebody they're watching out for. So the only reason I think they even knew was because Jordan recognized him being yeah. supposed to talk it. But um, I don't think that's something they necessarily keep track of as intensely as they would as somebody who was in the military. You know, they have stellar record keeping in this time frame. Yeah, so, no, I mean, but I'm I, sure that I'm, obviously they know somewhere, but I mean, I don't think it's like as recognizable or, or it would be as, you know, I mean like well, there's records of all of us, but we're going to know where, you know, Brad Pitt is before we're going to find <laughs> out where Kristen Carroll is. I he's mean, not it's not like a, a priority easier. to look after. Well, exactly. yeah, and like his offense was just getting involved with a brawl, like a tavern mm-hmm. brawl, like compared to, say, somebody who murdered Captain Joyce, you know, that the priorities. Put him in the pickle jar. <laughs> <That's> so sad. <laughs> I mean, other Captain Joyce, <laughs> not this Captain Joyce. Anyway. Back to the plot. So it's important, though, because now with Caleb and Ben Talmadge being involved, because we did have a, a quick little scene with them this week, and Ben saying it's like doing homework, and <laughs> his new position as Major Ben Talmadge. So he got he got a battlefield promotion. Maybe one day you guys will get promoted as well. I'm a general, <laughs> but she you could be you. you could be general of the army, which I, is the I'm highest just, general there is. I mean, if I'm That's the same George rankings Washington as high. George Washington, <laughs> I think I'm doing all right, <laughs> right? Yeah, keep in mind, great. not only can we demote you, we can also kill you. Oh. <laughs> just oh. keep that in mind. Oh, just, that escalated quickly. Uh, you know what? That, <laughs> Dylan can take that seat, no problem. Okay. Uh. We miss you, Dylan. Hey, you know what? While we're stopped, let's, Whoa. let's change the subject. I don't know let's talk I about American Express. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Steven, tell us about American Express. <laughs> My name is Yvonne Sarabia, and I... 
um, a home health aide. My credit score was very high. It was like 700 something. Then I had like a hiccup in my finances. Everything just whoo, crashed. But I don't crawl under a rock and cry. It takes baby steps to get back. So that, that's what I am doing. With American Express Serve, you have a full-service prepaid account that helps you handle your money simply and affordably. There's no credit check. You can pay your bills online and reload cash for free at over 15,000 locations, all for $1 a month and all backed by the 24-7 service of American Express. This is what membership is. This is what membership does. Get started with an American Express Serve card at CVS Pharmacy or Family Dollar today. Terms and restrictions apply. Go to serve.com for more details. Hey, welcome back. So first off, I'm going to apologize. I'm not really going to kill General Kristen Carroll or demote her. And thank you for bringing food today, Kristen. You're the best. You look so pretty today. You're so smart. You're so wonderful. You're so amazing. Well, we brought, um, cause, because it was Amy's birthday, I got special like, happy birthday stuff. <laughs> I figured cupcakes are better than an actual cake. It's not as messy. And they're patriotic. Yeah. Because yeah. Memorial Day, so they had like a whole special table, and I was like, this is perfect. They were really made for yeah. turn. <laughs> and and because it. we cheer for the patriots, <laughs> even when you wear British dresses. <laughs> so, Ian, you were just saying during the break here that you had an interesting moment during this scene. I want to hear about it. I did, actually. I uh, Watching this scene, uh, it doesn't happen very often uh, as an actor where... I, I engage a character to the point that I actually am watching something on the show and, and it affects me emotionally. But when I was watching the scene with um, the ship and seeing how the Continental soldiers were being treated, it was something that I've done a lot of research on about um, how the soldiers were treated on the Jersey ship. It was called the Jersey. Yeah, that was and, Jersey. Uh, it, it, it made me a little angry. <laughs> Just seeing it p- portrayed so wonderfully on the show I, I uh, it, it it hit me in a negative way mm-hmm. that I found interesting it, it, it's happened it happens occasionally you know it's it, you know, as an actor you get a detach from a role yeah. but in that moment I thought tugged on some heartstrings it's uh, some other strings yeah. <laughs> and, and, and they've did a, a good job in this couple episodes recently talking about the difference between the way that the British soldiers were treated by the Americans and the way that the Americans were treated and how they were beaten and tortured and that kind of stuff, but how we still had a code of conduct. And they've talked about that a couple of weeks. And I think we saw that really intensely this week. Yeah. You saw a taste of that in the last episode, uh, when the Simcoe made the exchange and, and John Simcoe, Sammy Rukin had that fantastic little, uh, glimmer in his eye. They, they really, yeah. some of these actors are pretty, pretty <laughs> fine. So well. Yeah. I, I like when, uh, we talked to him last week and he was saying how sometimes he'll just sit there and he doesn't purposely freak people out on set, but, um, you know, <laughs> he, he the actress who them. plays Anna Strong said that she like, you know, uh, Heather, Heather Lind was like, stop looking at me like that. And he's like, I'm not even doing anything. <laughs> do you guys stay in character as much on set or do you kind of, you know, goof around a little bit more just, I think it depends on a lot of things. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, every actor has their own toolbox that works for them. Um, it's a pretty remarkably friendly set. So there definitely is room, at least my experience. Yep. Um, there definitely <laughs> is room for, you know, playtime in between takes, um, which some of my earlier scenes, I guess particularly for my character, I kind of needed to be like, okay, let me get dressed and now be friends with these people (laughs) because otherwise it's too awkward. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, I think some of the more, at least for me, some of, especially the heavier moments, the more emotional scenes, um, 
this show moves pretty quickly, and so um, there are definitely times that you kind of just have to like stay in it. Um, yeah, because you can't have that serious dinner scene that you had, and then like start laughing too much because it was Robert Rogers, like kind of right. You know, yeah, threatening. You yeah, and I think you know, I think because it is such a large cast, and I mean, the actors on the show, like Ian mentioned, are so so gifted um, and so generous in the in the sense that they give so much to the other actors. I mean, it's rare to step onto a set and immediately feel like you're part of that world. Um, and I would say, in that sense, the relationships just continue to build, both on camera and off, as our characters and as our actual actor selves. Um, but yeah, I think I think it really depends on the situation, on the actors that you're working with, on the director. Um, it was so fun to be part of the beginning of this show to sort of feel that out. What is the dynamic here? Is it okay to joke around, or are we in character the whole time? Um, and it kind of varied episode to episode. Is there different directors for each episode, or is it one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, different directors for each episode. And I think that varies too, depending on who the director oh, yeah. is and their yeah. type. So, yeah, well, the, the scene that you mentioned when we were playing cards, um, that episode, Adam Davidson, who was so fun to work with and such an amazing, amazing gifted director, um, he was very much about, like, let's play every scene before we moved on. He had us do one that we just improved. And he was like, okay, throw the script away, just go for it. Um, cool. Wow. And I've never experienced that with a director, especially on a drama. Mm-hmm. And he really found the fun and found the comedy in an otherwise pretty dark show. Um, so that, to me, I felt like it was such a privilege. You know, there are other directors who are much more by the book, mm-hmm. serious, this is our <laughs> world. Um, so sometimes you're able to kind of have creative control and just kind of... A little bit. Of course, you never own. know what they're going to use, but they did end up using some lines that we just came up with on the spot, um, you know, in creating... For that particular episode in creating Iris, there was a lot of just play around every take he would throw different character ideas at me. So I didn't actually know who this person was going to be in the end because it was, you know, we probably did 15 different versions. Oh, wow. Um, That's Playing cool. the Marco yeah. Polo, the cards, <laughs> there was a lot of, you know, the, the card scene was an interesting one because it was written in that I was being tortured playing cards, <laughs> but it was just a very brief stage direction, maybe one sentence. Um, and he really brought that to life um, in a way that I certainly didn't anticipate so that's always a fun treat when you have a director who's so willing and eager to play. Very cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ian? Uh, this is an unusual role mm. to play. And uh, I, I, was, I was called, the, the director who I the, the, did the last episode, uh, was a very intense Icelandic man. Mm. Uh, named Eagle Eagleson, who's a uh, he was the DP on the Wire, mm-hmm. and he's uh, a very interesting and excellent man. I, I enjoyed working with him very much, and he uh, any time I would walk on set, he'd be like the the general the general is on <laughs> and it sort of helped. Uh, you know, I, I've said this before, but you can't really play the king or the president or the general mm-hmm. because that's really done by the people who are around you. Because you can act like Mr. Big Shot or everything, but if it's the look in the eye of the men and the people who are with you who give you that authority. And so for me, working with, again, Michael Gaston, Stephen Root, Seth Numer, because that's largely who I worked with mm-hmm. um, early in this season, um, is was, was with them. And so, no, it wasn't, you know, between takes. They, they would give enough 
they would take the piss enough that they, you, know, <laughs> you can't really. It, these are long days, so yeah. you're not really going to be able to stay in that presence. But um, we we did our best, and it was it was an awful lot of fun. It really was a tremendous amount of fun to play. Yeah, I think especially, and you and I were talking before the show with Washington, they did such a good job building him up as this grand figure. And, in, you know, in our minds, he's this grand figure anyway. And you and I were talking about, you know, your age in relation to all of us have this picture of Washington, you know, what we see on the dollar bill and that white-haired presidential character, not really what he is now. And, you know, you're you're saying about the same age as he was when this was going on and, you know, still a little bit young in his military years. And I think that does a great job and it portrays very well. You know, the look that they have for you and the reverence that everyone has in the show about you, even if you are just playing it straight. Yeah. And I think that comes off very good in the show. Thank you. I'm glad. Yes. It's a, it's a, uh, he's a, a completely unique man. I mean, mm-hmm. and a com- in a completely unique time in, in our history. And he, he was called upon to do so much. And I said before, and I really mean, I'm truly humbled and honored to have the opportunity to portray him he's a better man than than i am and he's a more conscious man than i am and he uh he really lived a purposed life and and the more research that i did the more i was sort of taken by his uh his greatness so i have a great friend i have a, a great friend a playwright screenwriter now we grew up together in the business and now he's mr big shot <laughs> um and he, he gave me some very good advice. He said, never think you've got it and always look up to the man. And I did. And I, I continued to uh, research and work on on the man because there's no way to, to adequately really fulfill what he meant to, to our country and to, to, to the world, really, people who knew him. It's, it's fun. It's great, great honor, great honor. What was, uh, since you did so much research, what did you find to be kind of the most surprising thing you learned about Washington that you bring with to the character? Is there something that you think, you know, oh, well, he did this. I have to remember that. He was incredibly thoughtful mm-hmm. and uh, and humble in his way because he wasn't the, he never, he wasn't the most educated man. And he was always striving for something bigger than himself. He's the th- uh, not the oldest of sons, third son, I believe. I may have that wrong. Um, and uh, <laughs> there are all these legends about him. I would never tell a lie. Well, the show kind of proves <laughs> it. Yeah. And, uh, it's more of an omission, right? <laughs> for the cause. Yeah. No, I, I've said this before as well, but I think it's funny. In The Usual Suspects, the film... A, uh, Kevin Spacey says Love the greatest, <laughs> the greatest uh, trick the devil ever said was that he didn't exist. And Washington loved spying; it was his favorite thing about <laughs> the war. You know, he had to handle a lot of things, and they make a lot of fun. General Lee, in the last couple of episodes, was talking about his ability as a tactician and how many war you know how many battles he won and didn't win but he was sort of you know a less or lesser football he was coaching a lesser team mm-hmm. he wasn't coaching coaching the denver broncos he was coaching the new york jets and he had to find a way to win with the new york jets or at least not necessarily to win because he wasn't going to win and he didn't really win he won one battle in yorktown but just to stretch it out long enough mm-hmm. 
so that the war went on long enough that England at the time just went, you know, this is a lot of trouble. Let's go. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's like, oh, France showed up. This isn't it. a party. Now those anymore. Dutch are here. Man. <laughs> yeah. And so We're I think it. that Washington was wise to understand and, and sort of keep things on the move. And, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's an interesting cat. He's an interesting <laughs> fox. That's what they call him, the old fox, because they could never, they could never quite get him. Um, and tonight, tonight's episode, it was, you know, it's, it's fun to see. It's just fun to see. It's fun to watch. It's fun to see people talk about Nathaniel Sackett and, right. and mm-hmm. seeing Ben up there behind the desk, Talmadge, and going, Adam, man, there you go. <laughs> notes, yeah. doing homework, <laughs> writing letters. So speaking of being a fox, Amy. Um, All these <laughs> nicknames. Okay. Oh, so in terms of your character, your character is a lot different than some of the characters because, you know, there, there may be characters historically like Philomena, mm-hmm. but... Like what was there anything special that you did in terms of trying to get in the mindset because we don't really still don't really know what side you're on because you're kind of <laughs> on both not sides. Going to <laughs> yes, <Ooh>. maybe maybe <laughs> um, nothing it, you can say no. Contracted. Um, you know it's interesting that for initially going in, I mean just preparing for my audition, um, I w- I sort of started I got my hands on every piece of. literature there was about female spies at the time Um, because I knew I knew that she was being set up to be a spy but I was given very little information about what the storyline would be and uh, found out later was actually still being developed so nobody knew where it was going to go and there is an incredible world that was created by these female spies um, and there there were a lot there were hundreds of them but because they were all their identity was secret. To this day, we don't know most of them. Um, you know, Anna Strong obviously is one that we do know, um, and there are lots of ideas, illusions that she perhaps is Agent three three five, right? Did you know? Yes, they didn't give us, one they of didn't those give, numbers. They didn't give us right, one number. There's a very famous five. Three five five. Um, three, five, five yes. <laughs> um, and at first, when I found, when I came across that, I was like, oh, maybe that's Philomena. And then <laughs> the show developed. I was like, no, I don't think that one. Um, so I definitely, you know, tried to get as much information as I could, but like I said, a lot of it was is very hush hush, and still to this day there isn't much information, um, which was, you know, as much of an honor and, um, like you said, incredible experience it is to play these grand historic characters. I sort of had the opposite challenge of creating this woman who kind of represented a whole world um, that perhaps would be explored and maybe not um which was fun because i got to sort of just like play with it as it came to me um and every script was you know filled with new surprises and um like i said i really didn't know and still know very little about where Philomena's um kind of arc will go when i first met with jj when i first got to richmond um for a very first scene I got to the hotel and I had a uh, message on my cell phone from the first AD saying, uh, J.J. Field would like you to call him as soon as you get in. So that never happened. So I was terrified. <laughs> I was like, he's the final say. He's going to like decide whether or not I'm allowed to stay here. I, don't know. Um, I gave him more power than he has. Um, <laughs> and we met for coffee and really just got a chance to talk about a little bit about the history um, from his perspective and how he dealt with these female spies because there were several um, me on the show, Philomena being the first that we meet, um, and kind of getting his take on it and 
bringing what I had found and sort of together building this world and relationship and sort of backstory, some based in reality and some fantasy that we created, um, which I felt like was such a fun opportunity and Mm -hmm. so liberating to walk on set and having had that work done and the opportunity to do it with him. Um, You know, so often you get thrown into a situation where you haven't met and then in our situation would have been pretty awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Very <laughs> intimate yes. situation yeah, right yeah, yeah. the bat. So I don't know, that was sort of a, a weird roundabout way of answering your question, but um, definitely it was a mixture of historical facts that I found and my own spin on who this woman was and will become. Well, what you've done is absolutely fantastic because oh, we you. love Philomena. Thank she you. is so much fun. It's so, so fun to play. Um, and like I said, because the possibilities are endless and because she's not a hist- known historic figure, um, they can really go anywhere with her. And so that's fun to sort of be on that roller coaster with them. Because I know, like, when you first showed up, like, um, some of us I, were saying that they thought that you were a spy for the rebels, kind of fooling around with John Andre to get stuff on him, but then you're like a double spy because we've seen that happen where yeah. a couple of them have, you know, been both ways. Yeah. So, and it's interesting because cool. when I, as I've received new scripts and would find out different things, like the whole storyline with John Andre and Abigail, I got this sense of I was so upset and territorial. It was like, <laughs> he's mine. She can't be living with him. Um, and so it's funny how you really do build these personal connections with the characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I kind of have to remind myself, like, okay, that's not real life. This is part of the storyline. Yeah, because if, if you said he had potentially other female spies like what's what's he doing with us John Andre was quite the player yeah (laughs) Megan tell us how you feel about John Andre uh oh (laughs) I think he's a masterful tactician I I think Mm -hmm. he has a lot of tools that will help him uh, possibly win the war but uh, also he's just dreamy he's the dreamiest eyes a lot of tools indeed Let's move on. Moving on. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's talk about Anna Strong some more since we're on that topic a little bit, sort of, not really, but sort of. Uh, so in this week, she petitions to get her husband released again. As we learn that she's done every single week, uh, coming out and going to the, the judge and coming to Major Hewlett, trying to get him released. And basically, the crimes that have been committed against her. They took her land. They took her tavern. They took her house. They're selling all her crops. She basically has nothing left. Um, except this week we do find that, and she talks about it several times, her honor. Like the one thing that she has left still is her honor. And she uses it against Simcoe and she uses it. And I think that's going to be a, a card that she's going to keep playing. I thought it was funny she said that too because we're like, well, I think you kind of lost, <laughs> yeah, you lost it that. with yeah. Like, you know, another episode ago. I'm not quite sure about that. But, um, yeah, I thought that was an interesting twist. And, and I think she was just using that because she didn't think Simcoe knew yeah. that that's yeah. what was going on. But. I think she kind of lost. I still, I'm still strangely cheering for her. At the same time, I'm kind of angry with her. It's kind of I have weird emotions towards Anna now. Well, I I root for her when when she goes up to Major Hewlett and things like that, and you know, mm-hmm. basically calls out the injustices as you were yeah. pointing out earlier. The injustices done against her in terms of like you know, this is all a scheme so that he can sell off my husband's property to his friends, and that she says it in front of basically the whole town, um, and then walks away and it just it it made me mad hearing the stuff like people were saying as she was going out like i was like ah like oh there's that anna strong again (laughs) patriot princess was one i was like oh my god you guys suck that's kind of a fun name (laughs) yeah i don't (laughs) hate it but i was just i didn't mean it in a fun way i mean it in a fun way it's kind of um, 
I loved Anna in this episode. Um, I, she's We've known her to be the kind of person to speak up, you know, first things that she believes in, things that she wants. But she was just very much extra that this episode. Um, and I lost my train of thought. But I was going <laughs> to say that um, I do feel like she knew that Sila was on the jersey because I remember her saying something about the jersey when she was talking to Hewlett. Um, that just kind of triggered back in my mind. Well, so she was I'm, basically saying that they didn't have any evidence, like any substantial evidence against okay. him. Okay. A and, supposed letter, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So she basically wanted her husband back so that yeah. none of this, you know, none of their possessions would be sold away. Yeah. And I loved how she kind of came in and, and saved Abe, essentially. Mm-hmm. That was fantastic. Yeah, that was a really great scene. <laughs> oh, no, I loved her. We'll line. get there. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. I had to. I had to go there. <laughs> well, and I like that we learned, too, because my initial thought when we saw her trying to get her husband back was she was only starting to do that after the you know affair with Abe, that she's like, I need my husband here because I'm not as tempted if he's here, but I'm glad that we learned that she'd been doing that since the beginning. So there is love there. I mean, we kind of talked about that. We don't know how her and Asila hooked up. You know, how they became a couple and got yeah. married and everything like that. And maybe that, they'll so. explore that in the coming weeks. I hope, I hope so. so. Yeah. And I like to this week. I'll say something, actually. Go ahead. Brent, I find it, it fascinating that uh, to to really look into that time period and to mm-hmm. see how, you know, how when we love someone, whether we're able to be with that person or not. And you really see it played out here. I mean, you see people... Uh, Mary is is was seemed to have been had feelings for Abraham's brother before Abraham's brother passed, and now here's Anna Strong, who obviously lo- has feelings for Abraham. Abraham has feelings for Anna. And I really enjoy watching that and seeing that, and 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 realizing how fortunate we are today. I mean, you're a happily married person. I'm a very happily married person. I got lucky. She could have done better. And so always marry up, right? <laughs> I did. Um, but but to live in a time and to watch that time. And watch relationships that you, you know, sort of forbidden relationships. It's, life isn't like that anymore. Relationships aren't so forbidden anymore. Mm-hmm. So to see them sort of come to fruition the way that they do on the show, I think, is really uh, fabulous and fun and awkward and <laughs> strange. And yeah. that's part of the joy of the show. I mean, there's a lot of Sim, John, Simcoe is strange. Andre <laughs> yeah. is strange. I mean, we're all Kevin McNally doing fantastic work. I mean, you can't. The Mary, uh, Mary uh, who plays Mary Woodhall, Megan. she's fa- just around, ar- just around the whole horn. Burn Gorman. I mean, these people are doing fantastic work on the show, and and to to sort of dive into this time period, it's a unique experience. And mm-hmm. I, I just liked watching. I just wanted to throw that in there. It's a little <laughs> and, they, yeah, and I yeah, talked to a, a couple weeks ago in the episode uh, when they were burying Thomas or doing his grave ceremony, and how she talked about how she began to love him, right. even though their marriage was arranged. But the way he talked about his family and the way those were what started her feelings for him and, you know, it was cut short, obviously, and she still loves the family. You can see this week she calls Richard dad or father and he said, I like it when you call me father. And so there is a emotional attachment there, whether it's love or relationship or what it is. But there's something there that is causing her to have jealousy or, you know want this relationship to work because her ideal is her family and that's being totally threatened by so many factors in the show yeah and that's what she said that as a wife i just want to love my husband yeah Yeah. and i 
agree with you 100%. It's a testament to the work you guys do and to the work the writers do that we can feel this emo- like roller coaster of emotion because uh, I feel like on another show people we would just be like, I want Anna and Abe to get together already. <laughs> but like here, there are so many different factors at play. You know, she she loves Sela. He, they're both already married. And, and so like on the one hand, when we see them together, we're happy for a second and then immediately like, oh no, like this this is bad. And But we still want them to be together. And so I, I I agree with you 100%. It is a roller coaster of emotions every single time for every character arc. It's great. So before we got on a tangent, one of the things that I wanted to say back to the uh, Anna petitioning thing is I really liked the point when Hewlett stepped in uh, because Richard said, you know, I could have her arrested. He goes, no. And he just stops it right there. And it's almost like he feels for her. And it's always he shows his softer side a lot. And he's shown throughout the different episodes, you know, his his concept is win the hearts and minds of these people, you know, get them to like the British soldiers, and then that's how they're going to win the war because if these people don't like them, they're going to fight against them. You have them. to appeal to their emotion. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I like Hewlett. Again, I've been saying this since the very beginning. He's one of my favorites, and and I think this was, uh, you know, some of his softer side, and I, I like that we show that he's not like a tyrannical, kind of a stereotypical tyrannical, you know, villain, because, again, it would be so easy to portray him that way, but no, he's like, I I care about this town. You know, that sort of thing. He We're keeps all horses citizens. in his office. <laughs> I was going to say. He keeps feeding the horse. He takes like, care of his head of the scene, too. Yeah. So. <laughs> and I, to touch upon that, I, I like that he was so, I'm not saying he shouldn't have done this, but he was so willing to deliver that gift to, um, I forgot that boy's oh, name. Oh, to Cicero. To Cicero. Yeah. Um, you know, he didn't, he could have kept it. You know, he could have not had that delivered and he could have searched it to find that note, but he didn't. And he just gave it over to Baker, Baker and give, to give to Anna. And yeah, it was a nice, nice side to see of. Well, of and Baker him. is a British soldier yeah. that we've seen that I quite like. I like I mean, him I don't a lot. question him really at all. I just think he's, you know. A, a kind of a good guy. We haven't seen anything that I make felt it that way. really bad for him when he walked out of the house and he was just like, stupid, stupid. Stupid man. Why, why didn't I say something better than that? Well, from the beginning, he was so... The reason why he wanted to be, you know, stationed here and to be stationed in the U.S. and everything was to, to kind of have that ideal, that family, that life that he saw in Mary and Abe. So mm-hmm. I feel like he has that morality behind him. That's really nice happy to, to be there. Out. He's happy to be there. He kind of has an American dream, American dream except <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll figure it out. So let's talk about that scene since we were talking about it uh, this week. We see that uh, Major Andre delivers on his promise to Abigail and sends a gift for her son's birthday because, you know, as we saw last week, he's really trying to develop a relationship that you're jealous of <laughs> with his new housemate. Who is fantastic. Yes, she does a great she job. She is an amazing actor. She really is. She Dara bring, Victor. Right? She, yeah. she is doing amazing yeah, shout work. Shout out to Dara. She's really great. She's been, she's been tweeting us a lot, too, so yeah. thanks for that. She she may be on the show soon. Ooh. Maybe. Not Fingers crossed. Put in a good Confirm. word for you guys. Thanks. <laughs> Make yeah. a call for us. But no, and that was that was really cool to see that that actually played out, because I think that's going to, again, we talked about last week, going to have a big bearing on her potential ability to rat him out or tell secrets or give information to the the Patriots because she likes him so much, because he treats her so well. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's hard to betray somebody um, somebody who's really nice to you, who's mm-hmm. genuinely, you know, a decent human being towards you. It's really tough. Well, we saw, you know, obviously she wrote that note and gave it to her son so that, it, you know, that Simcoe was coming. And I'll, I'll be interested to see 
how much she tells them because I have this mm-hmm. feeling now, like, yeah, she's going to warn, warn about Simcoe, but if she starts to like John Andre, is she going to ruin everything? Like, I wonder how much How dedicated she's going she is. To. I'm going to yeah, add yeah. in a little bit of historical significance that goes on. John Andre is one of the more complex yeah. uh, characters in the revolution because um, he was highly respected by the American side. Mm-hmm. And he was highly respected, obviously, by the British side. And uh, he was... So when I was watching the scene where he was treating Abigail with such uh, kindness, it was not out of character in any way. Mm-hmm. When when Andre... Uh, uh, it's not really spoiling anything because <laughs> no. it's history, but <laughs> eventually when there comes a point where uh, Washington and Andre come together, there's a great sense of honor and respect between the men. And it's one of the... Interest, another interesting difference is these men were enemies to each other, um, Andre, and they were fighting on different sides. But they had respect for each other, and they were treated they treated each other with honor. Um, so it's just something. It's an interesting character. It, it, it's 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 a tribute to to the network that they've made a show that you're not. It's not just a black and white. Right. You know, the Americans are good and the the British are bad. It's it's interesting. It it has more uh has more you know, history is written by the victors. Mm-hmm. Usually and yeah. you gotta think about it too in terms of like making an analogy. You know, with Washington, think about like somebody who plays sports and you grow up watching uh, somebody. So with John Andre, you could idolize and could right. wanna be like, but then when you get to a certain level you play against them. Well they were more um they were contemporaries, they were more colleagues than that, not so much uh, Washington wasn't looking up to anybody at that point. He, at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Just to uh, he he was he was sort of the king, the Lord Howe, the General Howe, uh, wh- who and uh, Cornwallis. These are men who Washington respected, and they respected Washington. Andre Andre was a great spy. He wasn't good. He was great, <laughs> and I expect that there will be more and more of that. I was watching a show with Benedict Arnold, and they were talking about that with Washington, and, and threw in John Andre's name in there as well. So I'm kind. Of, I hope it gets to that point where we see more of that. Well, the thing about Benedict Arnold that is most that I found so interesting is, you know, I grew up. We all grew up, right? Benedict Arnold, Benedict Arnold, Benedict Arnold. <laughs> Benedict Arnold was one of Washington's best friends. Mm-hmm. Benedict Arnold was held again in some of the highest esteem. Mm-hmm. Was a great general under Washington, and the Continental Congress in Philadelphia, I'm getting a little attitude about the Congress, uh, (laughs) caused Washington a lot of trouble because they wouldn't pay the soldiers and they wouldn't pay the generals. And uh, some could argue that Benedict Arnold was sort of forced into what happened with him. And I I, I think that's something that, uh, well, it's not for me to say, but... Uh, it's okay. This is an opinion show. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, but I work for other people. So I can't say whatever but I hope I hope we get to that point where we do get to see that because I think that would be a completely fascinating. I think that that's, twist for everything. It's you know? not so twisty. I think yeah. that's the essence of why right. it's here. Mm-hmm. But that's, to get that's to, the side that, get to that isn't that's yeah. the story that's not told. Well, this is no. the untold yeah. story, right? And you're going to oh. see it, and you're going to see <laughs> because these these men, the cold, and I loved how it was interesting to see on Facebook and on Twitter, and mm. there were some people who were like, "Why are they calling it the Culpepper Ring? It's the Culper Ring," and they Washington's an idiot. That's <laughs> okay. I, I always get a kick out of that, um, but it, they still showed it. Culpepper, and then he's like Culpepper, Culper, it's like Culper, I hate it. Sam Culper, <laughs> Culper. 
Yeah, so it was really it was really very clever the way the way they did that. And and watching these particular men, it's how Alexander Rose, who wants to be on your show, by the way, I happen oh, to. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I <laughs> yes, Facebooked please. with him. I face I did a little Facebook chat with him today and told him I was coming. He was like, "Oh, jolly <laughs> I, I, I emailed him we before, right before we started. Yeah, he, he oh, likes great. you guys very much. Yeah. He he said, "I'll be there next if there's a you know I'll be there." Um, <laughs> but he wrote the book, and it's about these people. Uncovering, yeah, wa- it's called Washington Spies, mm-hmm. and, and these are the spies, and that's the the, mm-hmm. the spinoff the turn came from. Yeah. yeah. So, but I, I love the duality of all of the characters. I mean, John Andre. Um, I mean, even Washington. Like there, there's an element really to all of the characters, and we're just starting to delve more and more into who these people are. Where, as an audience member, I'm not. I'm never sure who to trust. Um, you know, they are honorable men, and we know that from the history books, but they are brilliantly talented spies, um, which I kind of love, because, as an, like, again, it, removing myself from the show and just being in the audience, um, it pulls me in, and, you know, you start looking for, like, there was, like, the egg in the background in one scene, and then it wasn't until the next episode. Like, there's so many little subtleties that I almost feel like I can't wait for the season to be done and then go back and watch it again and find all of the looks that are exchanged that you didn't catch and the little things in the background. And I think that the writers and producers are doing an amazing job at um, really showing both sides to every character. I saw that today. I, I, I went, because last week, last episode, I think it was last episode, when they were like, he can read, he can read, Cicero mm-hmm. can read. And, and I was like, I was like, okay, all right, I get it. They can read, and that's unique, and it's very <laughs> right. unique. But why are they, you know? And then I was like, oh, because she can write it, and he yeah. can read it. I, I like, <laughs> Craig, you're very good. You're good. Very we, good. When you said about the egg, even, like, Simcoe, while he was sitting there yeah. today, was peeling an egg, and I was like, I was, was that waiting. something that Nathaniel left, like, behind? Like, was something going to be on there? Like, I was I, I was, was waiting for a message, all of it. too. Yeah. Yeah, and the some of these. like, Mr. W? Yeah. yeah. Mr. W. Some of these in all the episodes, too. I mean, even last week, uh, when they're talking about when uh, he was talking about the, how British people eat and they would switch hands, yeah, and, then there was and that's what up. gave him away this as that a spot. Really good. So <laughs> that was fun to watch. See so crazy. The, the actors, and we're recurrent. I mean, we're we we didn't start with the show. We, right. we joined the show later right. on. I mean, there are ten actors who are series regulars on the show and who uh, have been given to it. So we're we're sort of fortunately sitting in with you guys, mm-hmm. um, but also the writers. I mean, Craig Silverstein is the the executive producer of the show and the, these writers Aida and Mitchell Axelrod and Michael Taylor who the, and those are the ones that I've worked with and that I've met these people work to the bone I mean yeah. the actors sort of get to be the faces of the show but the the hand and the heart of the show are with the people who spend 50 hours a week in a room trying to figure out little things like that that can make audiences get very exciting and I was lucky enough and fortunate enough to meet the people at AMC who are so, so behind the show and yeah. giving so much of their attention and energy to the show that it, it, it's no wonder that it does grab people the way that it fortunately grabs you guys. I think they have a big challenge, too, in, in the sense that, um, you know, it is television, so there has to be a certain level of drama to keep people watching. And at the same time, it is history. And that balance, how much, how, how accurate are they to the history books versus what do they dramatize for the sake of TV. I think has been a really interesting road to watch them figure out um, Mm -hmm. and kind of balance and not make 
either side. Yeah, you're, you're using actual people. It's not like Mad Men were like right. you're able to follow, you know, certain big events happening. But, mm-hmm. you know, there, there wasn't a Don Draper. Right. So, you know, but with George Washington, and I can speak, I mean, let us know if we're you we're talk. No. Yeah. <laughs> we're here for you. Well, th- well, we're here for you. Um, but with Washington, I know uh, Mitchell Axelrod, who wrote the episode and who has been part of this show from the beginning. You know Mitchell? No, I haven't. Very, met very smart man. And he, uh, he, uh, we. I remember there was one moment where we were shooting, and and he came over to me, and he goes, "You, you know, you're you're not doing that right, right?" <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't that. It was because we we spent hours, and right. I have a man named Daniel Shippey uh, from the Breeds Hill Institute. Who I spent hours on the phone with through the whole process, trying to get this man, trying to find the the absolute truth of the history of the man, because there are hundreds of thousands to millions of people who love the man that I'm fortunate enough to portray, and they'll catch any little yeah. moment, yeah. and they'll say, that's not how he did that. Mm-hmm. So I was fortunate enough to have a man who would say, no, that's not how he wow. did that. And I took one moment, I don't even know if I'm supposed to remember <laughs> I took one moment with General Scott, I will say it. That's, isn't that kind of what the show's about? Yeah. yeah, right. I did this one moment where I looked at General Scott, you know the scene where I say, you're going to the, you're going to the yeah, front. we send him off. We send him off, and I'm going to make him a major. And, you know, I knew that General Scott's a bit of a pill. <laughs> yeah. We don't like him. <laughs> well, you're allowed. Well, and, and I did one take where I sort of gave him a little bit, you're going to the front, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and Mitchell came running out, and, and, and this was late in the episode, and he's always been like, you're on, you're in, you're in, you're the guy, you're <laughs> the guy. And he came over to me and he goes, why'd you do that? And I went, because he's a jerk, man. <laughs> Isn't he a bit of a jerk? And he looks at me, he goes, how would Washington do it? And I said, he wouldn't do that. <laughs> he'd, be, he'd, be more, he'd be more political about it because there's going to be a moment. Where, and, and, and more importantly, he had great respect for General Scott. And though he was not a great spy master, General Scott, right. he was a fantastic general. And there's a moment, and my wife looks at me, she goes, why did you say he was a fine general? <laughs> like, that doesn't seem right. And I was like, because he really was. He was a he was a fine general. So they're coming at it from every different angle. And they are they are finding some drama within that is outside. But certainly, I can speak for myself, working with, with them on Washington, they want as much authenticity as they possibly can find. Because that's really where you'll find right. uh, hopefully excellence from, and I think that I think that every member of the cast, every member of the writing staff, is is giving their heart and oh, yeah. soul in the freezing cold to <laughs> to the to you know yes. to this. Yeah. And I think that that is what allows the entire cast and crew to have fun in that world is that there are moments and there are characters that they have chosen as a collective to be as authentic as we possibly can with the information that we have. And I think that's what sort of frees up the other side in, you know, my storyline, for instance, I think is some, you know, a a glimpse into, well, this wasn't all dark and serious. There was fun happening and there, there is room to play here. Um, But I don't think that that would be allowed or embraced by the audience if there weren't, um, you know, I, I sort of attribute a in a way of honoring these incredible men and women who shaped our country. Made our country. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're running short on time, so we need to talk about Simcoe's return before we run out of time, <laughs> before they oh. kick us out of the studio. <laughs> so Simcoe's back this week, as we learn, and I was hoping for more tension, I think, when Abe found out. 
I don't know how you guys feel about that. Well, we knew that when that the fact that Anna lied to him about the whole thing, we knew that that was going to come gonna back. Happen. Honestly, I'm okay with them. Like, kind of like, ah, oh, you lied to me, and then okay, well, let's move past it. I because they do touch on it. I'm okay with them moving past it because the rest of the episode they build with it up him, so well with him being here. It was built up with so much tension. So I'm I'm okay with like you know the drama of oh you lied to me. I'm over that. It was balanced <laughs> out very well with every other scene exactly with him in it. Mm-hmm. I was expecting Anna to knock him upside the face with with an ale mug <laughs> when he walked when he followed her. Pinned her back, looking for the laundry. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see Simcoe try to woo Anna. Is that weird? Like, no, yes. just like because at the end where she's like, you know, you never know where fate's gonna lead us, and I just think because I want to see what Samuel can do with that because I. think... I think he can make it really interesting. He already no. is. Yeah, it's so it's so cool to watch him on the screen and how he portrays Simcoe and yeah. how he he's so creepy in his ways, but it just seems so genuine. I yeah, feel basically that's... he was almost going to tell her like, "So you're saying there's a chance?" <laughs> yeah, like one in a million. He genuinely feels, you know, for her and and cares about, but it's it's not executed in a way that's conventional and acceptable per se. He's so good at that, and and just the way he was talking about. I mean, let's to go back a couple episodes. He was being tortured by Caleb and and by Ben, and you know, one thing that he held on to was he was his love for Anna, and you know, if if we kind of like shifted the 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 point of view for the story a little bit. I mean, like, if he was our main character instead, like, that's something that I think a lot of people yeah. would root for. If George True. Clooney said that, like, in any movie, they'd be like, that's romantic. You exactly. Know? So, so if we, like, shifted our views a little bit, he would. it would seem less like an antagonist role and more like a protagonist role. And every character, um, really well-written characters, uh, every one of them thinks of themselves as the protagonist in their own story. And so I think we really see that with Simcoe. And I, I agree with you. I, I want to see where that goes. I was actually surprised when they had the whole scene where he stops Abe at night with all the soldiers. Whenever I was watching it, I didn't realize at first that he was actually doing it because of Anna. I thought it was like something totally different. And I was like, <laughs> oh, wait, no, he's fighting for Anna's honor. Yeah. I got it. Because the way that they approached the scene was like, oh, he's he's out for blood because of the ambush. And he knows everything. And the jig's up. And I was really surprised by that. That was a, a good little twist. Mm-hmm. That was a good twist. So I wasn't then, expecting that either. And then he... I wasn't expecting either that Abe would go tell on him either and, and bring it up. <laughs> that to, backfired on him, didn't it? <laughs> so, but, but that set up for a pretty good intense scene here because he basically challenges challenges him to a duel and says, we can settle this, you know, like, men. let's just go out back and shoot each other. <laughs> that was probably my favorite scene in the show, in this episode, that duel scene. It was really great. No, that was good. And I know we were talking about it a little bit earlier. Like, we don't think that Abe is going to get shot and killed. But that didn't mean that the suspense had, had dropped any any way. Like, I was still yeah. sitting on the edge of my seat going, well, is somebody going to get hurt? Is he going to kill Simcoe? Like, what's going to happen? I thought, if anything, any one of the British soldier, soldiers standing around um, Abe would have gotten hurt. Because they were standing precariously close <laughs> to him. But um, I was actually thinking if Simcoe dies I'm going to be so upset. Me too. Because his character is f- fantastic. What, and they even showed too in the scene when he, he turns full body to let him shoot at him yeah. and right before he shoots he winks at him and just sort of like one of those cocky like do it so do creepy. it I dare you yeah. shoot me 
And just like to, to show his cheeky attitude that he continues to have throughout it's all like the episodes. Adding insult to injury to the already dual, already a challenge. Like he's kind of challenging. It just reminds me of that further. scene in Back to the Future when he winks at him and then he like. <laughs> I like how neither act or you know either person they didn't flinch at all either. I mean, I feel like if somebody was going to shoot, I mean, I know you know with honor, you know, you're going to try to stand there like a man and all that kind of stuff. But I still think like. It's a little loud, like just a little. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, laughter, I like right? the contrast because, yeah, you're right. Simcoe turned full body and winked at him as he's shooting at him, um, and uh, and we have Abe who turns to the side to provide a smaller target, and then when he's getting ready to fire, is kind of like, oh gosh, he's going to shoot he's me gonna, in the kneecaps. He's very ah. funny. <laughs> you know, and Baker even said beforehand, he's like, "There's no shame in in turning side. Like mm-hmm. that's perfectly acceptable. No one's going to think less of you." If he if he would have lost the coin toss, and I did like the coin, the head was a snake yeah. on the side that was some go. It was um, it was a nod back to a couple episodes before it was the coin. It Robert was um, the same image for the coin Robert Rogers had. You know, he who conceals himself or is revealed, I think, is what. Oh, well, and I yeah. I like like the little turn pun where he's like, you can turn, and there's no, you know, you don't have to feel bad about that. When we saw, you know, the other episode where Abe. You know, for basically being a spy, the other soldier, the American rebel, was like, you know, I think you're kind of a wuss for doing that night, not fighting on the front lines. And here Baker is kind of saying to him in a way, you know, there's no shame in, in you turning. Don't. Yeah, exactly. I thought that was a little nod to that. I think so, too. So do we have more things that we need to cover on the turn episode number seven? Mercy, moment, murder, <laughs> measure. Um, I would just like to point out that Richard pretty much saved both Simcoe and Abe's life this episode. I thought it was interesting that Anna actually thought that he should be, that Simcoe should have been killed. Like, I actually did, I was kind of with Abe where I was like, wait, you were actually trying to convey to him? That and and Richard was in on it. Like I didn't catch that at all. So me neither. I would have also done what Abe what yeah. Abe ended up doing because I didn't I didn't see that part of it. At but all. that does show. And as we've seen each week, Abe is progressing into a little bit more violent of a character. Exactly. Someone who's potentially gonna do something. Each week he takes a step closer to the person who will do what it takes to you know survive or do what it takes to have this firing be successful. And yeah. I think the the courage of taking part in this duel is totally part of that. It's a testament to how so far he's come along with, you know, being violent and being courageous in, in the face of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Character well, there you have it. That's a great way to wrap up this show, I think. <laughs> so I think that is about all the time we have, with the exception of talking about iTunes. Thanks for tuning in, guys. You can find us on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating. Check us out. You can also get Maria Menounos' show on there. Chasing Maria Menounos, coming up for the season finale this year on Oxygen. Uh, guys, tell us where we can find a little bit about you guys. People are interested in finding out more about you. Amy? Lady? Um, the interwebs. Um, yes, I'm on Facebook and Twitter. IMDb is an amazing resource. I also have a website, which is my name, Um And I keep that updated pretty regularly on what adventure may be next. And your Twitter? <laughs> Twitter. Also, my name, at Amy Gumminick. All right, Ian. I'm fortunate to have my name also, Ian Kahn, K-A-H-N, I-A-N-K-A-H-N. And, yeah, I'm on Twitter, and it's uh, it's been fun. For fantasy baseball and for tweeting? <laughs> well, yeah, no, fantasy baseball before, and now, now it's sort of uh, Twitter, you know, turn. Done. Yeah. Turn. Turn. Hey, uh, ladies, Joyce, where can we find you? Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at jajury and on Instagram at I-R-U-O-J-A and... Oh, uh, no more shield. No oh, more shield. Just turn. No worries. <laughs> Megan? 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Manguin. That's T A G M E N G U I N. You can also find me on the Attack on Titan and Sword Art Online after Buzz panels that are also on Sunday nights. <laughs> you can find me Kristen Carroll on Twitter, uh, Kristen Carroll thirteen. Um, I've also been doing some an- anatomy of movie interviews and Spotlight on. So be sure to check those out. Well, guys, all right. And as always, you can find me at Ryan Hooks ninety two on the Twitter, on the Facebook, on the Instagram, and on the Snapchat. Thank you guys so much for tuning here, Amy Ian. Thank you so much for being thank here. You. Thank this you. is your After Buzz TV turn for Lieutenant Megan Salinas, General Kristen Carroll, Captain Joyce, Colonel Ian Kahn, Specialist Amy Gemnick. I'm Captain Ryan Hooks. We'll catch you next time. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. Thank you for watching AfterBuzz TV on YouTube. For more of your favorite after shows and interviews, subscribe to our channel here, and be sure to share your opinion on the episode in the comment section below here. We'd love to see what you guys are buzzing about. Thanks again. Buzz you later.